I need to take a piss and get another beer. GNA podcast, games, nerds, and alcohol, where we make half and half drinks with whiskey, Everclear, and Pepsi, and then we figure out what the meaning of life is. <laughs> I can already see Blue going, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, you're uh, you're tempting fate there, bud. Yes, yeah. yes I am. Yeah, that that's a fun time. Makes me think of a New Year's. Oh man, what, what Scorpion? Oh no, Hoodie. No, no, that wasn't. Uh, well, that was the same year. Uh, you made me that purple peach with Everclear. Oh, yes. 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 Oh, God, that was a good year. That was a great year. Anyways, you heard him. We got Blue Shark joining us tonight and Cyberblood. Can you believe it? They are actually here to watch me because when they're not here, then I play and nothing actually gets done. And then I got to do shots for questions missed so it's a bad day uh also it's the first time in a while that all three of us have been here yeah yeah we also have joining us tonight Damoc. how you feeling man uh i woke up from my beer induced nap so a lot better and drinking more beer nice what about you co how you feeling man doing pretty good awesome a awesome uh i do not know what you just posted there zyber it's a picture of half green thingy yeah, I have three screens, so it just I didn't edit the one. Uh, oh, all of us, you know that the aw sexy crew. Oh, I got it. I'm tracking. I'm tracking. I'm here. I'm tracking. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, we got. Uh, we actually got a lot to go through tonight because there's a bunch of stuff to talk about. There's some rumors, and then some not rumors, and then some other stuff that's already done. So. I mean, let's 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 kick into this. First off, most important segment of the show: What is everybody drinking? Co, are you drinking anything with us tonight? Uh, I got a Hemper. Oh, stinky beer! It is a stinky beer. It's not bad. Uh, pretty smooth if you can get past the smell. That is such a skunky smell, though. I mean, it's not a bad thing, but man, is it skunky! Yeah, yeah it makes me think of bong water from the smell. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And the taste makes me think of a beer called Fiddlehead by Fiddlehead Brewery. Oh, yeah. Well, what's your what's your opinion of it other than smooth? Um, it's got a decent flavor. Um, I can't really, else, really explain what else it has to it, honestly. Let's see another one. Let's see if I can read what they say. Uh, hemp with hops. Oh, I can definitely taste the hops. But, yeah. All right. What about you, Daymark? Oh, hold on. Damoc's got his headphones off, so we should stop talking about Damoc now. Hey! Yeah, we should really start talking about Damoc. I mean, he doesn't know anything. (laughs) He's not that important. No, I'm really not. What are you drinking, man? Uh, I mean, Raging Bitch. It's pretty good. I like Raging Bitch. Yeah, that's a good all-day drinker. Yeah, until you take a nap and then you wake up and you're like, oh shit, I'm going to drink more Raging Bitch. What about you, Zyber? What are you drinking, man? 
I am drinking something very special. It's a limited edition. Um, it is a uh, cinnamon, uh, cinnamon oh, coke. Man. Oh, man, you had me there. You had me like half mass until you said the word coke. And then I just went, man, where did I drop that rock? Oh, you mean Coca-Cola? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that stuff's good, too. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Cinnamon I, I'm not snort, snorting lines of cinnamon, dude. That's hard. I would not put that past you, man. I could see you doing that. I could see you sitting there like having a rolled up like Monopoly money. Be like, come here, man. Hit this. I'll be like, what the fuck is this? Spice of your life, man. Spice of your life. Man, the spice makes the world go round, man. Y'all shouldn't be doing snooters. <laughs> what are you, Blue? You drinking anything tonight? I am, but it's it's not exciting. And uh, yeah, I I have a dental procedure that I got to go to tomorrow. And uh, so I'm on antibiotics. And so I am drinking out of a mug. Or what, what, what's this technically tankard. called? Tankard. A tankard. Uh, it's a bison. No, ram. It's an ox. Ox tankard that Zyber got me for Christmas. Uh, it's made by, uh, shout out to Weirwood. And it's kind of like a Game of Thrones-esque tankard. Uh, it's really cool. Um, I originally thought because it's uh, Weirwood. Viking. Not Game of Thrones, Viking. They mentioned See, Game of Thrones in there. In the packaging. They did. Game of Thrones inspired. That stinks. I mean, everything now is like, oh, it's referenced this. Just to probably sell it. It pisses me off. It's Viking, goddammit. Yeah. it. I mean, that's that's where it all originated. But it actually, I originally I thought it was wood. And someone just kind of just like aged it. And then uh, painted it and roughed it up to make it look like a horn. Um, but it's just the base. Um, but anyway, back to what I'm actually drinking out of it. It's uh, Publix's uh, Greenwise collection, which is like an organic stuff. It's lemon-flavored sparkling water. And I'd rather be trying something else. I'm not a vodka fan, but um, uh, I was... The book by Chris Kyle, American Sniper. He was talking about his time with the Polish Special Forces. And this sounds interesting. Uh, Zabrowka Bison Grass Vodka, which is a Polish vodka, and it contains a blade of bison grass in every bottle. And it's actually used during the um, fermentation process, but apparently it adds kind of like a, like a vanilla cinnamon kind of note to it. And... Uh, I'm actually kind of interested in buying it, but I have to wait. So, have you had a 120-minute IPA yet? No, I won't have that until next October, November. Oh, I have a case in my laundry room that says different. <laughs> well, I'm letting mine age right now. The one bottle that I bought, so I haven't actually... I've Since you told me, age it, I've aged it. I'm, I'm waiting for it. To get up to a year, and then I'll try it. Well, I'll, uh, I, I say I got to get a package for you with this little pop socket thing that you'll never use. So at least I'll get you something <laughs> for real use. <laughs> I will actually try that, and I will do it on the show, and it will go in this. Oh, yeah, if this is you're pointing at your mouth. The tanker. Yes. The tanker. Oh, oh, there. Yeah, it'll go in the tanker. Your mouth, and then, it'll, and then I'll go in my mouth. Then your mouth. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Well, I myself, I've already told you what I'm drinking. I am actually drinking a, uh, it's a ginger spiced whiskey. Uh, so it was so a, weird. It was about 
I don't know, it was probably about four ounces, four to six ounces of that whiskey. And then I, uh, I actually, while I was up in New York, I found this great bottle of, of booze that I haven't had. God, since I was really young and dumb, it's called Everclear. And there are people who are listening to the show right now who just literally had a shiver go down their spine because they went, oh, God. So then it was All about right. four to six ounces of Everclear, now, and then I finished the, off the rest of it. Hold on, hold on, hold uh, on. Does the bottle still say, do not drink straight? Shit, I don't know. It says grain <laughs> alcohol. Oh, it says grain alcohol on it, and pretty much when you open it up, it smells like rubbing alcohol. Yeah, but that's like, what What proof is this stuff? Everclear? 190 proof. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's worse than the grain alcohol that you buy from the store. Yeah. That, that's literally, it's pure grain alcohol. That's all it is. It's, it's literally what you add to something when you want it to be more alcoholic than it already is. However, I've also found it is great at disinfecting uh, knife wounds. Long story behind that, but very good at disinfecting knife wounds. Also good at clearing out any bacteria in your body. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, like, if you drink a shot of Everclear, if you're having any issues with, like, bacteria buildup in your body, you just do a shot of Everclear, it will kill all bacteria in your body. Unfortunately, it also kills the good bacteria that you need, so it kind of makes your body... Like a clean slate for bacteria to infest again. It's really good or bad, depending on your thought process. So you're telling me that if the host survives, the host will be healthier. I'm saying that there's a 50-50 chance the host will survive. Uh, just go look at a Reddit post, uh, 50-50. Pretty much, yeah. It's, 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 it's 50-50. Live or die. That's it. You're safe for drinking actual rocket fuel. <laughs> yeah, you are. Also, do not take it rectally. Oh, don't butt chug this. No. Oh. God, what the fuck? No. No. Just no. I don't I don't think anybody's that much of an alcoholic on this show, but I just let you know, if you try to butt chug it, expect at least two years of not pooping right. Possibly more, depending on how your anus was before then. Anywho, enough anus talk. Next segment, State of Games. State of Games is where we talk about what we've been playing for the past I don't know how long. Uh and we go on from there. And we just, uh, I don't know. What do you guys want to talk about? Well, let's stay to games. Let's, let's, I know what I've been doing. I've been doing like fucking nothing. But uh, Blue, what's your state of games, man? Uh, I have been, uh, I'm actually currently playing Pokemon uh, Sword right now. I've been doing a lot of leveling, raiding, catching. haven't been getting very far with the gyms, um, but I'm enjoying it. Um, and then I've also been playing a lot of idle RPG in our Discord server, and uh, I've actually created my own Discord channel, so I can uh, go in there and not annoy people, because I'm pretty sure it's annoying people to see me gamble constantly. Yep. So yeah, I, I've been is. doing, I've been doing that to to pass the time. Um, at you know when I'm out and about sometimes, and then uh, I've been enjoying playing uh, Atlas with you guys. Uh, I've only probably played maybe like five hours of that game. I was going to say, how long have you played of that? I mean, I played one day while I was waiting um, for Damoc to hop on to throw me into the, the group. So I played for probably like an hour or two. And then um, I played one day with you guys. And then before Christmas, I think, before you came back. And then another time when after the new year. Well, what do you think of it? I like it. Um, scratches that uh, 
love crafting everything itch uh it's the combat i'm not thrilled with but then again i've never been good with mouse and keyboard so that might just be my own problems with mouse and keyboard otherwise it's an enjoyable game um i don't know if i'd like it on pvp i'd probably get my ass handed to me constantly um but i do enjoy it on the pve server they were doing and then uh i've also been playing some uh ghost recon um breakpoint with some of my friends and nice. i'm always enjoying that game what about you zyber what is your state of games there Haas? my state of games well my state of games has been pokemon sword i'm just capturing i'm done with the gyms i'm not gonna progress to where you get the uh fucking sword or shield dog thing yet i want to catch stuff and you know evolve stuff and whatnot that's what i'm working on right now in that game other than that i am playing atlas with all you uh sexy motherfuckers um yeah, doing pretty good in that. I'm working on our water world thing. Uh, outside of that, mobily, I am playing a just pass the time because I'm fucking stuck at work and can't game on much. Uh, Dragon Merge. Stupid little game. That's about it. Yeah, I can suspect that. What about you, Damon? What's your steady games are, Hoss? Uh, when I can, I've been playing some Atlas. Sadly, that's about it, man. The holidays really kind of swept me up in a lot of things, but playing Atlas, you guys built a new base, and yeah, I didn't fuck around with you guys that day, and now I'm confused on where we're at, and Zyber's talking about he's building some Waterworld shit, now I'm even more confused, apparently I missed another day, and I don't know. I gotta stop drinking. Or start drinking more, one of the two. Start drinking more and join us. Yeah, I probably just should actually sit down on my computer. Or not. No, no. Get away from your computer. It's it's death to you. What about you, Co? What's your state of games there, guy? Yeah, like most of you, playing some Atlas. Uh, picked up a game over the winter break called Hell at Loose. It's a World War II shooter. Kind of in the uh, same line as like Squad, if anyone's ever played Squad before. Um, Unit-based shooter. Uh, actually requires a little more strategic playing than running around in Battlefield or Call of Duty whatnot. Uh, picked up CSGO again, played some CSGO with a bunch of buddies, and uh, Lord of the Rings Online. How much did you drop on CSGO? Uh, I don't drop anything on CSGO. Thank good God. guy, good guy. <laughs> yeah, way to be. I mean, we had a whole uh, episode about that, so if you need oh, help. Oh, about the gambler guy, yeah. No, I don't, uh, I don't gamble in CSGO. Well, my state of games is actually super easy. I have been playing very little. Most I've been playing is Atlas. I've been playing a whole lot of the game of life because I want to get done with fucking school. I want to get done. I want to be fucking done with it and be out. But uh, yeah, I was playing uh, over actually over winter break. I was playing a bunch of Stardew Valley because I was at a place that I couldn't get internet access. So my daughter had her switch there and I had bought her Stardew Valley. And I was just playing up some Stardew Valley while I was there. So it was pretty fun. Speaking of winter break, I mean, Co already said that he picked up a game for winter break. Anybody get anything cool for winter break? Anybody get anything worth noting? Yeah. Oh, oh, what do you got? I got a I got a bag for my guns when I go to the shooting range. It's uh it's got like a Velcro along the inside of it, so I can like and it's got these 
dividers so I can separate it out. So I've got like my guns go here and then my ammo goes in the middle and then I've got like my my safety um, glasses and earmuffs and then I got side pockets where they got like little slots for all my magazines and I got another side where I'm keeping all my cleaning stuff and it's great. It's, I used to carry a blue backpack with all this shit in it and then just had, had to like stack it all on top of each other and now it's like all nice and organized. So happy. Nice. What about you, Zyber? You got anything cool for uh, for holiday season? Um, I got you. Oh yeah, I did stop up and say hi, didn't I? Yeah, that was the best thing ever. That was absolute best gift ever. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't complain about my finger up your butt this time. Hey, you know, you did the one the first time. It felt weird. This time you did two. It actually felt pretty good. I know. I tagged your prostate this time. It's pretty nice. And and this uh, brass dragon that I've been working on. Yeah, it's looking good, man. Brass monkey. I like the texturing you got on the, uh, on like the, the wings and stuff, how it kind of fades out to a much more brassy tone. Yeah. I still got hours of work to do on it, but I got a bunch more minis. Um, there's, there's one that I, uh, got that, um, is going to Senor Co. Uh, Cecil got his mini. Um, and. Uh, yeah, Damox got one coming. And I also threw the, uh, threw the anti-shine on this tree ant that you gave me, and it's looking, looking, looking slick now. Yeah, and it looks awesome. Yeah, that's the only thing, the, uh, um, what, uh, Testeros paints, they're too shiny, so I was like, fuck these things, I need to get actual, like, you know, good paints, well, I actually like the shiny paints. I like the way that they go on and apply, and then when you put the anti-shine on them, then they and it dulls them down a little bit. I, I actually like that better, but that's could be because I just haven't used other superior paints. Like the Vallejo and the Army Painter and Citadel paints, I really enjoy those. Really, really enjoy those. I just feel it's less work than trying to combat shine. Hmm. Okay, I can see that. I was going to say, Damoc, I know, has uh, been painting a bunch of army over there. Uh, I've been pretending to paint a whole bunch. I think I bought, like, half a Citadel's paints already and a whole bunch of their paintbrushes, and I have two finished Space Marines. (laughs) We all have to start somewhere. Yeah, yeah. First it's two, then it's one and a half, and then it's three. I say one and a half because you, you start painting that third one and you realize what you screwed up on that second one and you're like, ah, shit, and you go back and do it again. Son of a bitch, that's exactly what I did, too. I got <laughs> the third space marine. I was like, yes. I was like, oh, I forgot to put Nuln oil across the eagle on this one and to patch up this little thing. I'll make this next one look really good. And then I got all the way to it. And that looks good, Zyber. It's a box with my name. But yeah, I... After I started the third one, I realized where I fucked up on the second one, and then where I fucked up on the first one, and then I started going back and trying to detail them, and I was like, no, no, I just gotta get some of these done. Well, just make it fun. Don't, like, try to be so technical. No, that's not how that works. It's gotta look fucking good in my eyes. True story. Well, that's the thing. That's how you get it to look good. Have fun. Yeah, don't be so critical of yourself like every other fucking artist. God, be original for a change. Right. I mean, the best thing I have learned in all of my years of doing anything artistic is done, not perfect. Because anytime I try to go for perfect, 
I end up fucking something up and just end up throwing it away. Oh, I'm not going for perfect. I'm just trying to get the right thing to go in the right area type deal. Like I need to write down the steps of what I'm doing. I do the priming, then I do the base coat, then I'm doing dry brushing, then I'm doing the, the fucking the wash over the top of that, and then getting all the details. And then I got to remember, oh yeah, I there's more than one wash and I have to apply a couple washes to get the detail on everything. But as far as trying to make them perfect with doing edge highlights, you can go fuck yourself. I'm never trying all that right, shit. All right, then. All right. How about this? You treat these miniatures like you would getting a woman ready to go. Then, you know, it should work out. He's just going to look at it and say, hey, baby. As long as you put the time in it, it should come out. It doesn't look well on the screen. It doesn't, but that looks intricate as fuck with the spider legs, man. It has been a pain in my ass. This will be the last one I ever do. (laughs) (laughs) Until you go over to Damox with me and you're like, oh, hey, we got some Marines that Damox has. Oh, we're just going to paint them for him. Well, Co doesn't know about this weekend, so. No, I told him I was coming up. Yeah, but he doesn't know where we're going. Oh, well, I mean, not everybody likes gay clubs, dude, so I didn't want to ruin the surprise. Unfortunately, you Oh, so we're going to Hammerhole? Oh, God. No, the Blue Oyster. Oh, even better. <laughs> they do the gargling trick. You know, I think I saw the sequel to that movie. Just not that good. Which sequel? To Police Academy? Yeah. You never saw any of the sequels to Police Academy? I saw like this. I see the second or the third, and I just wasn't as good as the first one. Oh no, what you got you, you gotta watch Police Academy, like all of them. It's like the Tremors movies. You've gotta watch all of them. <laughs> yeah, dude, I have all of them. We're gonna do a movie night and watch all of them. Fuck Police yeah. Academy. I'm, I'm there. In. I am there. I'm there. I'll, as I'll long watch as it's it. a Friday or a Saturday, but not this Saturday because I have horror movie night. Yeah, he's got horror movie night. Speaking of which, did I tell you that when I come up Saturday night, we're gonna be watching horror movies at like nine o'clock? Uh, I'm going to be watching the 49ers crush the fucking Vikings, but after that, sure. Yeah, we'll be going on until like 11 o'clock, so we'll just, we'll have that game end real quick. I'll call it in. I'll be like, hey, you gotta end this shit quick. We got stuff to do. Well, I got some really cool stuff over the holiday season. I actually got, uh, I got this new mic that I'm talking on because my blue Yeti decided to shit the bed. So I got this brand spanking new mic. Uh, it's an XLR mic. It's really cool. It's got a mixer attached to it. Uh, I found out a very important thing, though, that uh, uh, mic mute does not work for XLR mics. And I would say that this was new to me, but I can remember Gravemind being on the show and telling me that it doesn't work for him either. <laughs> so kind of kind of screwed up there a little. There's got to be a way to do it through uh, an executable program like mic mute. Oh, there just, probably is. You just got to find one. Yeah, I'm sure that there is. I'll, I'll find it eventually. But I, I've got some uh, some ghetto working with it now. But uh, I know that I know that a couple of us right now are not console players. But I wanted to mention and I wanted to get some thoughts about the new Xbox, the Series X or the Sex Box. Low grade PC for gaming is what I think it's pretty much going to be. Just to keep it affordable. Um, I'm wondering, because they, they they talked about this stuff before 
like they wanted to make this an Xbox family so that everything was going to still work from the Xbox to the uh, to the S to the X to this new one that they hadn't named yet. Um, but uh, I'm kind of curious if they're going to because I think they've already talked about GTA six not working with um, anything other than anything lower than Xbox um, one X. So you'd have to use that or the what's the new one called again? The Series X. Yeah, I, AKA AKA Sex Box. Yeah, the Sex Box. Um, but uh, hopefully Halo is still good on the uh, Xbox One. But uh, we'll see. Well, the thing that I'm interested about is that uh, well, one they have gone all AMD on this. Like they have gone full bore amd they've got an amd chip amd video card and i can already see ko's already there like doing thumbs down ko hates amd with a passion and i can sum it up in one word it's actually a hyphenated i think would be micro stutters are you really going to notice it though on this on on this system no you will not and it doesn't matter that xbox went with it because the new ps5 is the exact same thing they're all amd yeah I was going to say, they went all in on AMD, which is really great for AMD. I mean, fuck, super great for AMD. But uh, one of the things I noticed about uh, the guy, I forget the fucking guy's name now, but he tweeted out a picture of the CPU and printed on the CPU is an 8 and a K. And I'm trying to, uh, I, like, I, I know that they're trying to make the sex box 8k compatible so like the specs that they're talking about that they're boasting is that and granted this this you got to take with a grain of salt because until it actually comes out we start seeing games developed that's when it'll really be true and you know how i hate talking rumors but what they're talking about is that it's going to be an eight going to go up to 8k and that it can go up to 120 frames a second now, I doubt it's going to go 120 frames on 8K. I just, no possible way. It's probably 120 frames at 1080p. That's yeah. my assumption. I, I I highly doubt those new systems will be pushing 8K gaming. I, I um, They announced it. it officially. They're saying that the new Xbox, new sex box will be an 8K gaming machine. Microsoft's been yep. running their mouth all about it. So yeah. is PlayStation. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, right. I, I, it doesn't mean that it's going to be pushing exactly 8K. I mean, they can no, say, they... okay, it, it's going to be 8K. Okay. And it actually be like, uh, I don't know, maybe 6.98K or whatever. No, no, no. So what they're, what they're notorious for doing, and we've seen this in the past, is where they'll boast that they can get up to this resolution, but then they'll do upscaling, where they'll output yep. at one resolution and upscale it to that that new resolution. DS, okay, so it's it's fake projection of yes. Uh, scale. Yes, it's it's fake. Yeah, yeah, it's it's fake. fake. It's it's they're literally just duplicating pixels. Now, now I'm not saying that that's what they're doing. Now, I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt. But I, if they do 8K, it's probably going to be a something like 30 frames at oh, best. So it, it's 20. basically this module right here that upscales older games. Yes, that that's probably the closest they're going to get to it. You, It's hard to even push like bleeding edge PC, the enthusiast market, to run sufficient 8K games. 
let alone having games support 8K resolutions. Well, the the one thing that consoles have over PCs is that PCs have a, a, a astronomical amount of overhead when it comes to CPU cycles and memory use. And that's one thing that consoles have always had over top. Now, whether that makes... Now, I'm not saying that makes consoles better in any way, shape, or form, but I'm just saying that when it comes to, like, the power that you're getting out of, or the performance you're getting out of these consoles, comparatively, if you had a PC of those same specs, consoles are getting way more performance than a PC of those same specs are doing. So, better... uh accolation of resources better well there's not as much overhead so with a pc you've got and and actually i mean as we've started to progress farther in console days the os on a console is matching more close to a pc but notoriously consoles the os was significantly lighter than a pc's os well uh, the xbox console uh, os is literally a stripped down version of windows 10 so Oh, the new, but that's what I'm saying. The newest versions are. Oh, Xbox One is stripped yeah. down Windows 10. It, it's a super stripped down, bare bones Windows 10. Like it, it runs in a special UI. Oh, Xbox it, One. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yes. I, was, I was thinking of um, what was the one before Xbox One? 360, I think. 360. Yes, that was it. Sorry. 360. Because three, the 360 was um, the 360 OS was much closer to a Linux kernel than it was right. a Windows kernel. Right, correct. But you're absolutely right. The Xbox One is much closer, if not identical, to the Windows 10 kernel. But which it's, is, it's good. Which is why they give us the Windows Store on PC nowadays. Which is why we can play all our Xbox games on our PCs because it's all uh, essentially the same thing. Inaccurate. You cannot play all of your Xbox games on PC. Okay, a lot of the Xbox games on PC. You can you <laughs> can only play the Xbox games that have been developed for PC on PC. If you can buy yes. it from the Windows Store. On you can buy it and play it on PC. I think that's how it works. But no, that's not that's not accurate because there's no. plenty of games that I can buy on the Windows Store on my Xbox that I cannot buy on my PC. But there are that's several correct. games that are cross-play that I can, like State of Decay Two is cross-play, so I can buy that on the Windows Store and I can play it on my Xbox or on my PC, just like Sea of Thieves, right. which is really and cool. Gears Five. Yeah, which I I lo- I I really dig that feature. Like, I love being able to chill out. Like, speaking of like Sea of Thieves, for instance, when we we're playing Sea of Thieves, I was playing it mostly on my PC, but every now and then I flicked over and I went to my Xbox just to say, okay, well, let me play it on my Xbox and see what it's like. And I played a bunch of games with you guys when I was on my Xbox versus my PC, and it was really cool because I could bounce in between the two of them. It's kind of like what they've done with Destiny 2 now, where they have cross-save. So I can literally, if I go to my Xbox, my PC, or my PlayStation 4, I'm playing the same game. All my stuff has transferred over between it all. Which is really where we should be. Like, I don't, I don't understand why, in today's day and age, we're still at a point where we've got my stuff on my Sony game, on my Sony PlayStation, is completely isolated from my Xbox stuff, and for my PC stuff. And why I've got games on my PC that are completely that I have on my Xbox but they're completely isolated. I just don't understand why in today's day and age we still have that. Oh, one is exclusivity deals with consoles. Two, it's cheaper to produce for a single system versus uh, multiple systems. 
No, no, no. That's all I'm talking about. I'm, I'm talking yeah. about I have the game on PC. I have the game on Xbox. But all my shit on PC, I can't use on my Xbox and vice versa. That, okay. Like save files or character files. That, that, yeah. I think that still falls depending on the developer. I'm not saying that all games can't, can't do it. But I know that, um, for example, Black Desert was released on consoles. Well, the Black Desert version of on, on console can't play with PC players because they have to essentially redevelop the engine to be compatible for console players. Again, not what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm not even talking <clears throat> about being able to play on my Xbox, being able to play with PC players. I'm just simply talking about I've got a save file or I've got stuff right. on my Xbox that I can't use on my PC. And that's what I'm alluding to, is that there's content that is available for one version of the game that's not available for another version of the game. Why that is, it comes down to it's not developed far enough yet or whatever reason. Understood. But, but I mean, I'm, I literally, like, I could probably go through my library and find games that I have on my Xbox that haven't changed in years. And All I right. can go to my PC and they're, they're still two completely separate things. Like, nothing will I, ever cross between them. I, All right. Like, uh, Terraria, for instance. Terraria is oh, yeah. on everything. My one Terraria game should be the same across the board. Well, that yeah. comes up. And, and Minecraft. But like, that's. So, but, oh, no, Minecraft's Minecraft, crossplay. Minecraft is totally different. Now, they have just recently unified Minecraft across the board, but before, the console versions were a completely separate game with completely separate things in it. Now, it's the same. And yes, all your saves continue on Minecraft now. So my, my save on Minecraft PS4 will cross over to my PC. Only for the Windows, yes. only for the Windows version. Right, yeah, only for the, the Windows version. The Java version and all that, they still have very different games for the console, and you got to be very careful of which one. There's like 30 different versions of Minecraft right now. Well, i got to check that out because that would be that, that would be news to me. But but again, I still there's so many games that are out there that are are not cross, like cross-save. Like, I mean, literally, come on, man. Everything I play on my PS4 saves the damn cloud. Almost every game I've played on my Steam account saves to the damn cloud. Yeah, but your PC doesn't or can't connect to their cloud in the same sense. Could it? You could, it, you could probably import your PC to your PS4 or to your Xbox. But that's my point, is that why are we in today's day and age and it still isn't happening? Cost. It comes out but to also, it's, you it's, have games... But it's not that like it's not that much cost. We're uh, talking about data storage. Data completely. cost pennies for terabytes of data. Pennies is what it costs. But this harbors back to what I was saying earlier: is that the games are developed differently uh, for a, a PC. If it's not developed the same uh, for a PC versus the console version, it's probably not compatible to be inter uh, swapped. So like you, you might not be able to play your version of Destiny on PS4, and then bring it over to uh, PC, for example. I don't know if that's true or not. I'm just using it as an example. Is that it might have code in that that is not compatible with it. You might have to redesign But what about that games that save to the developer cloud, like, uh, say, uh, Ubisoft, where you have a game on multiple systems, you have to save it to the Uplay cloud. So why not have it available for every system it's already on the developer cloud 
Yeah, but but I I understand I understand what you're saying, Co. And, and I understand what you're saying, Zyber. Just what what I was what I was just trying to get at is that is why why is it not there yet? The the limitation mm-hmm. is not because of a technical limitation. It, it's oh, it's no. not it's not because of a it's not because of a incompatibility of code that we can't do it. They've oh. already proven that they can do this across multiple platforms easily. One hundred percent, which is why I'm saying it comes down to the cost. They don't want to spend the money to redesign and and re- reverse engineer different versions of the game for different platforms. It's extra costs. That game might be old, and they don't want to put the money into it for the size of the audience they already have or still have. Yeah, That's- yeah, but. I- Again, we're, we're, I'm not. I'm not talking. I'm not talking crazy. Would it? I'm not talking about redesigning. I'm talking about a save file, which okay. They have been converting save files since the '80s, where you convert a save file from one game to the next game. So it's it's not a, it's it's not like it's a wild, expensive, crazy thing you have to do. But they don't want to do it. No, and that, that's my point. Is that. I don't understand why anybody would be throwing up roadblocks on that. Why they wouldn't just say, well, shit, if you play it on PS4, if you have it on Xbox, here, fucking use it on Xbox. We don't care. Go ahead. Go over there. Use it there. You already played it on PS4. You you obviously already bought it on PS4 or somehow we're playing it on PS4. So we somehow got some money out of it. Yeah, I mean, it's like me when I was... Uh... So I played Warhammer, uh, not Warhammer, uh, Warframe for um, years uh, back when it, I think, first launched up until I think the, I don't remember, the, the open world zone launched for the first time. And uh, then I got the Switch version. I was like, oh, I can play my Switch account. I can play my old account on my Switch. No, you cannot. You can play with PC players, but you have to have separate accounts because it goes to Nintendo servers. And then and, and, it redirects. And then see that drive that that right there drives me nuts. Like why would you would be literally you you would be making it so people would want to spend more money. Like literally, yeah. if you said, "Hey, you can play this. You can play on PS4. And hey, if you want to switch over to Xbox or you want to switch over to PC, go right ahead. Take your save file with you because you know what? If you bought it on PS4 and then you're playing on PC, you paid you paid again to play it on PC." So money was exchanged. Like, it just literally blows my mind in today's day and age why we can't do it. Well, or not not why we can't, why they won't do it. It's a good question. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I mean, oh, God. could it just be the development cost that it takes to... Well, not really. Sorry, not development cost. Um, the cost of... Because some of these games don't actually have, like, DLC. They're not making money off of anything. Some of them, not all of them. Uh, so they're just, you, you have to hire or you have to spend time and money making sure that it works, that it carries over successfully. And then, you know, cause you know, pissed off customers are, you know, they're a problem for a business. So could it just be that? It, it could be, but I mean, the way I'm looking at it is let's say you're talking about a five year old game. All right. Let's say I've got my PS4 or whatever. And I've got a game on it, and I've got my save on it, and it's saved in the cloud. You know, that's because that's standard nowadays. Everything is getting saved in the cloud. I've got a game, and then all of a sudden, hey, you know what? Jeez, this game was released on PC. God, do I want to start this game over again? It was a drag ass to get all the way where I was before. I'd love to play this on PC, but man, I really don't want to drag my ass to grind all the way there again. 
Now you tell me, hey, guess what? You can take that save file that you were using on your PS4 and port it right over. All of a sudden, I'm going, hmm, you know, I wanted to play this on PC. I can actually take all my shit and start a new game plus over here. Well, shit, I'm going to spend the money on it now. I don't know. In my my mind, business sense-wise, it just seems like that would be a no-brainer. The amount of money that you would put into that would be significantly returned on the money you'd get back. That's the one thing that I liked uh, bringing up Terraria again with uh, uh, the PS4 and the Vita. You could sync your file. Yes. So what you're playing on your Vita was what you're playing on your PS4 or PS3. Exactly. And, you know, to be able to do that was great because it was like, hey, you know, I'm not playing a different game than I've already been playing. Uh, But, like, you know, a game such as that, yes, there are different innovations, but not much is different. Then you take games that are like, say, um... Uh, fractured butthole. The fractured butthole is the same fractured butthole on console and PC. There's nothing different about it. Why not just say, hey, you know, you're already saving to our cloud. Same save on everything. Well, it's like when I was playing, when I played, when we were playing Atlas. So we couldn't get a couple of people in the, uh, in the company. So I went up to Zyber's house. I logged in at his station. And literally, when I logged in, I was playing me. Now, granted, this was on Steam, so I was using Steam's cloud save. But it's the same kind right, of concept. But, it's like, but to, no, we did freak out a little bit at first because like, uh, it's asking me to start over. Oh, yeah. I was kind of panicking <laughs> a little there. It, well, in that sense, it's um, you're, you, you wanna, you're trying to force platforms to, to work with each other. And they don't like to work with each other most of the time. But that's my point, is that why the hell are we still having this battle? When, I mean, t- literally, they've already proven that you can make way more money by working together. What was it, Nintendo and X- and Microsoft working together? And they made a shit ton of money out of that deal. Yeah. I don't know, Damoc had something to say. He had his hand up there for a second. Uh, you guys are missing the bigger point. We are no longer enjoying content. We're consuming content. Oh, and yeah. we're getting content rushed out at us, and we are buying it like it's fucking nothing, and we're not even finishing it. Us, everybody in this room is an older gamer. We're enjoying the stuff that we're playing for the most part, but we are a dying breed, to be honest. Everybody's just consuming the content as it comes out, and then everybody's running for the free games and enjoying those. Oh, and they're and they're rushing to they're they're rushing to play the game as quickly as possible so they can be relevant. But, I mean, at the same time, it's kind of a, a fault of both the, the consumer and the, and the developer. Uh, games are really short nowadays. A lot of, on average, uh, the $60 title you'll purchase from a video game, unless it's an open-world sandbox, is like four to seven hours of gameplay. It's kind of why I don't pick up uh, uh, most titles. I, I honestly don't blame developers nearly as much as I blame the consumers. We are letting this happen. Well, voting with your wallet doesn't do anything, so how else would we let it happen? Voting with your wallet absolutely does stuff. Oh, does it? Oh, it absolutely. Any it's just now. there's not enough people doing it because people uh, are literally bandwagoning behind this stuff. Right. Uh, they're doing the, oh, hey, this influencer says this is hot. We have to do this. Yeah. They're, they're watching Twitch and they're saying, oh, what's the best thing on Twitch right now? Who's playing what the most? Okay, I'm going to go buy that. 
most of those games are free anyways. <laughs> League of Legends. Yeah, I mean, I CSGO. I do Twitch. I didn't make affiliate, um, but I don't bandwagon. I'm not telling people, hey, you got to play this game or whatever. Um, I I don't like that. I don't like people saying, okay, you know, I'm playing this game. I'm getting paid to play this game. I hate it. I hate it. Absolutely hate it. I, I can't Hurry stand up. behind it. Yeah, unfortunately, that's just the way streaming works. You you have to bandwagon if you want the the highest chance or the highest numbers possible. You have to go to the newest leading uh, bleeding edge title. Well, and, but I think right. Well but I think with all of that, that has that has that has forced th- this same concept that Damoc was just talking about, where they're consuming content versus enjoying it. Which is because, why we're in the issue of the early access. Uh, was it you develop and, and grab the money and go, I guess, and run? With a lot of oh, the, yeah, yeah. Er, yeah. Early access is a double-edged sword because early access... Yeah. Like, I enjoy early access because I get to play... Like, it, it goes back to the old days where I was a beta where, where I was a beta tester, but I was an actual beta tester. It's paid? not this... Yeah, it, yeah. Actually, I was. I was paid. Like I, I, I worked for EA as a beta tester. Right. And they no, paid me. I was joking. And they that. paid me <laughs> in not only not only monetary but in games. Um, okay. But that was one of the cool things of actually being a beta tester, is where you got on the ground level and you got to see things change for the better. And that's like early access is kind of like that double edged sword where if you get a developer who's actually working on their game and they're not just doing the cash grab. Mm-hmm. You get to see, you get to be part of that, and and watch the game develop and get better and better and better as you're testing it, yeah. um, and that's even, a really cool feeling. But they're even releasing new games now as full releases. Uh, I'm going to use Anthem as a prime example of oh, God, a game yeah. that's full release, but we all know it's early access game, and they ran with the money. They absolutely ran with that money. Oh they're, yeah, yeah. So that's that's a game that even though it wouldn't didn't have that early access tag on it. It is a game that was developed. It's essentially beta, and people paid the full price for it. Absolutely. See, like, like when De- when the original Destiny came out, while that game lacked content severely, it didn't feel like a beta. It felt fully polished. The gameplay, the gunplay was in it. There was a decent amount of balance. Now, granted, there was balancing that had to happen because there were some guns that were just way too fucking overpowered, and especially when you got to PvP. But the game itself didn't suffer from, like, world-breaking bugs. I think the worst bug that was really there that I can remember vividly was the loot caves, where you literally could just stand at a cave and grind out to get the like top-tier gear except for raid gear. By just standing in one spot and shooting at a hole, you know, and, and, uh, and this goes back to what you had said. You know, we're the minority, or I'm probably one of the minority when it comes to, um, I guess, voting for your wallet or with your wallet. Uh, when I purchase a game, and I'm going to use Elder Scrolls Online for an example, because there's a there was a 15 page bug list, uh, you know, put together by the players when the game launched and for i think about uh, a year after the game launched that were none of these bugs were fixed it's like how how forgiving are the players and how much can the players do or customers do um when you you purchase a game that is supposedly full release filled to the brim with bugs 
And then they say, well, you can't refund it because you played it for 10 hours. And that 10-hour limit means that you consume the game's time. And then they say, no refund at that point. Well, you can't go back on that saying, well, this product's not fair. This is not a fully replenished game, and it's not a good game. Well, that, that, falls, that falls back on something uh, I think we've hit on a couple of, a couple of episodes. And it's, again, fall, it again goes into that thing of, of we're allowing it as consumers. Like, we, we allow games to come out released in a buggy state, and we pay for it. We allow it to happen. We pay for the game. We we say we basically say yay to it, even when they come out horribly buggy. Like okay, the new Elder Scroll games are coming that's coming out, Elder Scrolls Six or whatever when it finally comes out. I think they announced it forever ago, but when it finally comes out, there will be a metric ton of money thrown at that game, and people will buy it. And I can guarantee you, the day it is released. It will be a buggy mess. There oh, will probably be more than 15 pages of bugs in that game. And oh, yeah. those those bugs will probably be game-crashing bugs. If they still run it on the same engine they've been using for the past like 20 years, I can 100% guarantee it. I, e- e- even if they don't run on the same engine, if they develop a brand spanking new engine, I will guarantee you it will be a buggy mess when it comes out because Bethesda does it every time. Yep. And people Absolutely. are still going to throw money at it until collectively as like a people that until collect, collectively as a community, as a gaming community, we actually say we remember this shit and we're not going to support it until that actually happens. They're just it, we're allowing it. We're letting it happen. You know what? Uh, you know, uh, I'm one person who has not bought Fallout 76. Uh, I haven't I either. Did, and I only spent ten bucks on it. Yeah, I I haven't, and I didn't buy it. And I I have not bought a game since Skyrim. I will not even give no. them two dollars of my money for fucking buggy ass games. You have really got to vote with your wallet. But that's that's the thing is that the that's the only option we have. But there's not there's not enough people who are voting that way. Because there are so many people that are just literally throwing money at these developers. I call bullshit. You bought Atlas. I was going to say the same thing. I did thing. not buy Atlas. You... Oh, yes, you did. I Because you bought oh. it for me. Oh, I did buy You it. bought it okay. for me. Okay, I did buy Atlas. But, but, but. <laughs> and you paid full price. No, I did not pay full price for Atlas. I didn't either. I paid, five, I paid full price for myself. Right. That's a That's different that. story. I did not pay full price for Blue. Yeah, but you still bought the game. I actually bought the game about. Twice. Uh, no, I bought about seven copies of the game. I so I, I, game I bought since it. Skyrim. No, 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 no. I haven't bought a game from Bethesda since Skyrim. Oh, okay, all right. Because right, I said right. no every time they release a game, it's stupid fucking buggy. So when Morrowind, so okay, so Arena and Daggerfall came out, and they weren't that bad. They weren't that buggy. They were pretty good. Granted, they were older games. You say Morrowind, Morrowind came out. What's up? You said Morrowind wasn't buggy. No, no, Daggerfall and Arena. Okay. Oh, Arena. Okay, the, the first two. Okay. Yeah, the, they like... weren't. They weren't that buggy. Morrowind came out. I bought it. I actually bought it on Xbox and PC. Um, was displeased at how buggy it was, but I said, you know what, this isn't that bad. I can look past most of it. I was giving them the benefit of the doubt. Oblivion came out, and I'm like, holy crap, 
this is a horrible mess. But they eventually got around to fixing it. So I was like, nah, okay. Skyrim came out. I've literally bought Skyrim on almost every system you can possibly think of. And every system I've had the same exact issue. And it drives me fucking nuts. You go underwater and the fucking game crashes. It took them a year and a half to fix that shit. I've never crashed underwater in Skyrim. Yeah. Same. Oh my god. It was Can the try to learn how to swim. It was the worst goddamn bug ever. You would literally you'd be playing for like three, four hours, and all of a sudden you'd go underwater, and that transition from going above water to below water, as soon as you hit that transition, boop, the game would freeze and your save file was dumped. No, I've never had that issue, and I ran it with the custom mods for the ultra-high details that uh, the modding community added to it. So it was, like, uh, then, nice then you probably pretty. had something that fixed it, because literally every iteration, Xbox, PS4, and PC all have the same issue for me. I'm saying I played it in addition to the, the, the base game. I played the base game all the way through, and uh, then I used oh, the man. mods. Th- that, that, was, that was quite possibly the worst I have ever had of a bug in a game that literally... And it didn't just crash the game. It destroyed the save file. So I literally would have to stop and save a secondary file so that I could still play the game. It drove me absolutely friggin' batshit. And that's where I vowed. I said, I'm not going to buy this game again. I'm not going to buy another game from Bethesda. Not until it comes out and I hear everybody singing its praise and I see zero goddamn bugs on it. No, that's not fair. Zero bugs is not fair. To be completely fair, you would have a half a page full of bugs but for it to launch with 15 pages full of bugs is unacceptable but even good beta testing is not going to eliminate every little bug because if you watch cyber play games he likes to run in the corners and try and glitch every little tiny thing he can and he'll glitch something and that's it or if you're playing like ko and all you do is just like literally download the fucking maps with your goddamn johnny mnemonic <laughs> sensor in the back of your head <laughs> He's going to know where the glitches are, too. He does. He's got to unplug from the Matrix every now and then. So eventually we'll be able to beat him. We just got to get him really, really drunk and unplug him. But zero bugs is not... I mean, I can understand bugs. Uh, I really can. But 15 pages of bugs where your main story quest is not complete. Um, All of your side stories are completely fucked. You can't progress past all this because... Oh, you forgot to do one little thing and it ruined the rest of the game? That's unacceptable. All right, how about I revert it and say no, zero game-breaking bugs. Game-breaking is go the with that. feature. And that's the okay. issue, is that... That's fair enough. Elder Scrolls Online is exactly what Damoc said. There was points in the game that the, the main story quest to finish out the entire game was broken. And you could not progress until they fixed it. And Yeah, that's, uh, I've been there. Yeah. Yeah, it, 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 it drives me fucking nuts. And now I okay. Especially when you uh, progress through that game and you don't pick a side yet, and then you go to pick a side and you can't pick a side because it's broken. Okay. Now I want to I want to also flip this around because I know there's probably somebody listening going, "Dude, games are way more complex nowadays than they were before. Of course they're gonna have bugs. There's way more shit happening in them." Yes, that's true. You're absolutely right. So if you look at games back in the '90s and early 2000s, they were a lot simpler than games nowadays. A lot simpler, and they and I, have game breaking bugs in them too. And I and I recognize that. And they, yes, they do. They the, there are a lot of those games that had game breaking bugs. However, I can I can look back at those days of gaming, and I can look at a studio and say, okay, every single game that they have released 
did not come out with game-breaking bugs. Well, when I, I can they... look at studios nowadays, and literally every game that they have full released, not early access, but full released, have had has had game-breaking bugs. So this is why I put it the fault on the developer, is that back in the day, when you couldn't connect your console to the internet, they had to release cartridges as a full product, as finished as they possibly could, because they couldn't patch it once it was released to the public. Absolutely. So they had to make sure they could fix as much as they could. So there were bugs in the game, absolutely. But you had to go out of your way to find those bugs. It wasn't exactly. something that's going to happen in your standard travel throughout the game. But that's my point, is that they actually had to spend the time to do Q&A to fix as many bugs as possible. Nowadays, we accept the fact they're just going to release a game that's super buggy and then patch it later on down the road. And that's uh, also why, like, with physical games even now, you're pretty much just buying a launcher saying, hey, you can use this game so that, like, later on if there is a bug, they can patch it. I remember when Black Ops 1 first came out, and I was at the 12 o'clock release at GameStop, and I came home with that game in my hands, popped it in my computer, and did the installation, and it installed Steam. Well, I had Steam on the computer already, uh, but then it downloaded Call of Duty Black Ops <laughs> from Steam. Why, yeah, but, is my, but... why is my game downloading from Steam? Like I'm going there for a physical installation on a CD for that game, not for Steam on a CD. But but, but that's that's the thing is that you know, and this is this is true, and this has been true forever. Is that when you buy a game, you're not buying you're not buying the game, you're buying a license to play the game. So where you get the game from is kind of at that point in time, it gets pretty arbitrary where you're physically getting the game from. But I see your point is if you went and physically bought the disc, you're expecting the data for this game to be on that disc, right. not for you to download it from a secondary location. Right, right. Because every previous iteration of Call of Duty, uh, I think World of War was the game just before that, um, it was a full installation on that CD. It wasn't just a Steam download on its CD. So I got the full game, even though I'm buying the license. Now, they uh, they've definitely screwed the pooch in a lot of these modern games, and they've gotten lazy on some of this stuff. But you also have you know publishers that push things to go out the door. It's not just the developers. So it's, there's there's a lot of people to blame for this. But it needs to go back to what it was before, where they took the time to check this stuff. Like if it's gonna take longer to make a game, then it's going to take longer to make a game, but I'd rather I'd rather consume something that's great quality than to consume something that's slapped together. And that's what some of these games like Anthem felt like. Destiny was slapped together. It was better, I think, than Anthem was at the start. Um, but, I mean, you can't just keep doing this. Like, and for a studio to be notoriously known as one that does that is just really bad well i i think what this is really screaming is the 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 shift of video games becoming a, a an art form and turning more over to a business like back yeah like, like, they are definitely stripping the art form 
out of uh, the development process like not, and saying, hey, how much money can I make off of this pile? Not to say that games aren't artistic in nature. I mean, there's a lot of great games out there. There's a lot of very pretty games. There's a lot of really great games that tell a great story. But I think what we're witnessing is a, a very a very distinctive line between where... Like, okay, so take a game like like Leisure Suit Larry. Did you guys ever play that? Okay. Leisure Suit Larry was a silly game. It was a point-and-click adventure where your whole goal in the game was to have sex. Like, that was literally your whole goal in the game was actually to have some sort of meaningful sex, but to just have sex. And you start off the game by going and having sex with a prostitute. That's literally the whole point of the game. Now, the game itself was was silly. It was funny. It was campy as fuck. Campy, campy off the board. Like, like if there was a needle and a and a gauge, that fucking gauge would be broken on how campy this game was. But in the same breath, it was also a really fun game. It was it was it was a different look on that that very taboo subject of sex, especially when it came out where. You know, the only really like you, you, you had you had two basic lines. You had, you know, the upstanding citizen and you had the person watching porn. And you really they were both the same person. But, you know, there was a stark contrasting line between the two. But then Larry came out and it, it really took all of that and threw it out of the door and said, no, nah, fuck it. We're going to make a game about sex and we're going to make it funny and we're going to make it that you walk into a friggin' convenience store to go buy a condom. And literally when there's nobody in the store and you tell them what you want, all of a sudden heads pop out of everywhere and go, you pervert. Because that's exactly how you felt whenever you were young and you were going to buy condoms. You felt like you were a fucking pervert because you were going to buy condoms. And it took all of those fucking tropes and all those things that you just felt so awkward about. And it made them funny. Yeah, Sierra really did a great job at uh, kind of uh, normal normalizing a lot of taboos. Oh yeah, and and that's and, and taking a look at like Leisure Suit Larry. Now, now I'm not saying that Leisure Suit Larry was without its bugs, because I found a couple in the old EGA version that were really funny to figure out. Once once they happened, you're like, wait a minute, what the fuck just happened? And then you're like, oh, that's what just happened. Let me reload my last save, but. Back then, it was it was an it was an art form. It was it yeah. There was money involved. Don't don't get me wrong. They weren't making games just for the sake of making games. Sierra made games and published them because it made money. But nowadays, video games have become big business. I mean, you've got events for for games launching on streaming services. It like you have streamers getting early access, full release games. To demo the games for the public. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just got, you got so many things that just, it, it, it creates, man, it just, it creates like this elitist, like hierarchy in gamers now. And you get people who are sitting there, uh, I don't know. It, it, it just, it, this big business of video games, eventually this bubble is going to burst. And I mean, I just really hope at the other end, we still get good games. Well, to bring up uh, Laser Suit Larry again, I think the 
progress of games is like that uh, sperm game in Leisure Suit Larry. It's going to be rather difficult swimming through that mess. Oh, yeah. To get to uh, the golden point again. You know, there's, and this is, you know, not to say that every developer is, is at fault for this. Uh, even though uh, people don't like the exclusivity deals that are going on, more specifically with like Borderlands 3, Borderlands 3, in my experience, um, was a very bug free game. In my experience, I didn't have game breaking bugs, I didn't experience any crashes. There were some frame rate dips, but you know, honestly, I can get over the frame rate frame rate dips as long as it's still within like a, a, a tolerable. Uh, he's saying that he's blaming AMD. <laughs> no, 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 but fr- frame rate dips happen in every. They, they've happened right. in almost every game across the board. Like, if you can tell me a game where there no, wasn't no, no, a frame, no, I got what I wanted. Right. I got what I wanted. Out of that I got the laugh. <laughs> no, I'm not. That's I'm not all I wanted. AMD. I'm not no, but I'm AMD. Just, I but I mean, just, just on frame rate dips, if you can find me a game that doesn't have frame rate dips, like I'll find it, I'll find somewhere where where the frame rate dips. So I think Borderlands Three, I only had one bug, and it did require me to uh, reload the save, and that was I think three quarters of the way through the game, where uh, after a cutscene, it threw me up in the air about like a hundred feet away off the map, and after that, I haven't had it. I haven't had it since. So, that one bug that I saw once is is tolerable. That that, that is something I can expect. I played the other ninety nine percent of the game bug free, and that's what I should expect from a game. I shouldn't be running into bugs on a frequent basis. Absolutely, and I agree with that. Like, I I I'm not saying that a game has to be absolutely immaculate, perfect. You can't have like. You can't have some screen tearing or something like that because of some weird bug that happened. I'm not saying that because shit happens. But how games are released nowadays, like early access, let's take early access off the board completely. Because if you buy a game that says early access, you expect there to be something wrong. Right, absolutely. But, But that's a big sign on it that says early access. It's not like where you buy a game and you expect it to be good, well done, and polished. And all of a sudden, you're dropping through the floor because you decided to go off the beaten path and explore. I, I do think that there needs to be a limitation on uh, early access, though. Um, I don't think a developer should be permitted on the Steam store to remain within early access for a exorbitant amount of time. Absolutely. I, uh, Seven Days to Die is the prime example for this. It's for release on Xbox. Before release on Xbox, we're still in alpha. How many years later? I, I agree completely. Yeah, there's. And, if you're going to do early access, there has to be like one of those. You agree to have your game released by a certain date and have some sort of penalization along the lines. Like if you don't release it on that date, you fucking refunded everybody their money. Like some stupid shit. Because because that that I agree. You can just come out with a game in early access and it never comes out of early access or. You release it, and it's not actually finished. Which, that might actually be an outcome of forcing people to get out of early access. Yeah. But, Damoc, you had something. You wanted to say something. Oh, I had to look something up, but apparently Sony and Microsoft paid uh, the fun pimps to 
rush it to Xbox and PlayStation because it was selling so well in early access and it is not full released on console either. It is still in beta testing, or sorry, alpha testing on console. But that being said, if we're eliminating all early access games and you're going to play a full AAA titled game and bugs are going to happen, like I said before, like you guys have been saying, we can expect certain bugs. The biggest game that I am absolutely looking forward to is Cyberpunk 2077, and I fully expect that to have a day zero patch or a day one patch, but I don't expect that patch to include any like main storyline or complete side storyline quests. If you're launching a game that does need a zero day patch to, oh shit, if you go in this one area for whatever reason, it just tanks your frame rate. Uh, okay, I, I can understand that one. Not everybody goes into that area. Maybe the beta testers didn't go in that area. But as long as the, the main game isn't actually broken, we're good to go. It's when you break the main game that I just can't buy it. So Bethesda, I can't buy any Bethesda games. I will never buy a Bethesda game on launch ever again. Six months later, sure. What do you got, Cal? Oh. Oh, I was just looking at something. Um, no, I, well, I, I agree I completely. Something. Oh, what do you got, Cyber? I got, I'm that guy that likes to go off beaten path. I like exploring. Ditto. I like looking in dark areas. I like looking to see if I could climb a mountain and all that other stuff in between. Um, that's why it's called open world. It's supposed to be fully open. And to go off the beaten path and fall through the frame, that kinda that kinda kills things for me. Yeah, it destroys the immersion. <laughs> um it also deters me from playing the game even if it is patched. No, see like like what one thing I want to touch on was what you're talking about with zero day patches. Like the way technology is advanced nowadays if a game comes out and it doesn't have some sort of patch on the first day, I'm surprised because they're literally developing up until the day that that disc is releasing and then past like like that disc has shipped and they're still trying to fix stuff. I, I, I if a zero day patch comes out, that doesn't concern me so much. It's when the zero day patch comes out and it's an entire client refresh. Like, it's a 15-gig patch that you're downloading, and you're like, holy shit, this is the entire game. It's just one of those, I don't know. Well, before, I mean, shit, we're, we're going too far in here. There, there's another topic, there's one th other thing I wanted to talk about, and I just wanted to, like, take everybody's temperature on it. Uh, have you guys watched The Witcher? Yes. Hell yes. Damon? Co? Co? I, I'm waiting for Co. No, I don't have Netflix. Oh. I used it. I'll so, stream it for you this Friday. I, uh, I've only watched the first three episodes. All right. I, I got to ask, did he nail that voice or what? Yes, he did. <gasps> um, I My gripe is some of the uh, casting I did not like. Dude, he, Davok, he totally nailed that fucking voice. Nope. No, he did not. He did too. He did not nail the voice. How did he not nail the voice? He's not the fucking voice actor from The Witcher. Well, he did not yeah, nail okay. the voice. He's not the voice actor from The Witcher, but he... He got the flavor spot Dude, on. Dude, he... Like, okay, I, I want to see anybody else other than the actual voice actor for that friggin' game to nail that voice any better than he did. 
Okay, well, you're already going in the wrong direction, man, because the Netflix show is not based on the video game. Understood. So you shouldn't use the voice actor from the video games. However, the voice actor on the video games has a better delivery a lot of the times. When I'm watching The Witcher, the first, like I said, I only see the first three episodes. Maybe it gets a little bit better as it goes on. His delivery isn't exactly where it should be. It's slightly off, and it's kind of weird. I can't, like, we'll have to watch it, an episode together on Saturday so I can be like, he should have said it there, but I'll say it half a second later, and the delivery's off. Heck, I'll come over and we can start watching The Witcher, see what I'm missing. <laughs> well, uh, we have to, we can only watch a couple episodes because I promised Selkie that I would watch it with her, and she got mad that I didn't watch it with her. I, dude, oh. I, I, I got to disagree. Oh, I'll, I'll stream it for you. I, I really think that uh, that he nailed the voice. Now, there's definitely some parts of that show that I've been watching going, Meh, I don't know about this. But, all in all, I'm enjoying it. I, I think uh, I, I'm, I'm desperately hoping that there's a season two. And did you know that that, that dude who played Henry, what is his name? Henry Cantrell? That is his name? Uh, no. Harvey Cantrell. What the hell is that? The, the actor's name. It's all right. It's ha- Henry Cavill. Hen- Henry Cavill. 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 Well, Cavill. I'm, I'm sorry, dude. I'm dr- Look, I'm drunk. If I'm getting your name wrong, just blame. Just be bad. But the dude's like a genuine fucking gamer. Like, yeah, yeah. I posted a thing about that. Like he's a genuine fucking gamer. Like the dude. He's not one of those like, oh yeah, great, I'm playing a role because I can play a role. The dude got the role because he's like, shit, I fucking played The Witcher. They're they're casting. I'm gonna go, right? Like uh, Cage Six and everybody from Destiny that were actual gamers. Yeah, like Nathan Fillion, like fucking Nathan yeah. Fillion, being like, oh, you want to play a video game character? I am fucking there. Speaking of Nathan Fillion, did you see the big cobra he's got on his back now? Worst fucking decision of his life. What the fuck? Where? Link me, goddammit! Dude, yeah, he's got this huge cobra tattooed on his back. I swear to God, I love the man, but this is the dumbest decision he could possibly make. Oh, I love Nathan Fillion, and that, that sounds bad. But you were excited for a potential season two. Um, how about they have seven seasons worth of everything written? Dude, my yeah. zipper just ripped from how hard I just got. Yeah, the Witcher showrunner already has the plans all the way through a season seven, and he has the story all the way through season five written out entirely. Yeah, but you know what? If if this this is Netflix, you got to get past the seventh, the, the third season curse. Yeah, no, it it's gonna be anywhere like Orange Is the New Black, and it's gonna run off for thirty seasons, and that show should have died after season three. Well, dude, honestly, if I, if I can get if I can get four seasons out of The Witcher, I'm happy. I'm just not like sold on some of the casting. I mean, imagery is like everything to me when it comes to The Witcher, and certain people don't fit the certain roles. All right, give me give somebody who didn't you like? Uh, Marigold. Which one's Marigold? Agreed. Which one's Marigold? Absolutely yeah. agreed. Who's Marigold? Tris Marigold. Who's Tris Marigold? Yeah, Tris Marigold was the what? redhead in The yeah. Witcher. Is one of his lovers. Okay, I want to. Po- I want to because he forgot about Yennefer. Okay, I want to point yeah. out Yennefer was decent. I want to point out I have actually only played about an hour's worth of the first Witcher game, so you can you can chastise me later. But I've only done that, so I don't know really anything about the Witcher. Watch YouTube videos. That's what I did. I'm, I've I've only played Wild Hunt. But but is she in the what episode is she in? Because I I'm only about third or fourth episode in. 
Uh, you should have seen, seen her by now, then. The redhead. She's not a redhead she's in this. She's not a redhead in the oh, show. She's not a redhead. She's she a redhead looks, in the game. Yeah, she's a brunette. Even her personality is different in the show versus the game. Oh, somebody's got a link. Amazing. I love this. Yeah, so she's the top right. Yeah, we're all going to be staring at those fucking pictures for a while. But the good news for you, Cecil, and the good news for everybody that has been enjoying the show, even with gripes, because I've only seen the first three episodes. I've enjoyed the first three episodes. I have gripes. There are things about it I'm not excited about, but it is the number one show in the world right now. So season two is definitely a go. Okay, Yennefer yeah. doesn't look like a hunchback in the video game version here. No, um, she never is. The, yeah, you have to wait until the transformation. She got the transformation in the game also, oh, in her backstory. Oh, okay. All right, all right, all right. I'm with you. I missed that part in the video game. So I'm like I'm looking at this person who plays this this chick and I and I still can't picture her in the in the show. Which one? The far Triss. upper rare, Triss. So she shows up, she's uh oh, what's the king's name? Oh is she the mage for the king? Yeah, she's yes. the mage for the king when he's going after the werewolf. The the, the the Strega. That's it, the Strega. Okay, I now I now know who you're talking about. Okay, yes. Okay, yeah. She looks way different in that picture. She looks like she's 90 years old in that picture. Like I would. Yeah, I, that's a mm-hmm. very poor casting of that character. Yeah, specifically. I would not bone that picture. However, in this picture here, I would bone that picture. I would not bone that no, picture. It, especially because Triss, if it's going to go along the proper storyline, like they advertise, is a huge character. And the game got her correct where the your show did not. Well, let's let's give it the benefit of the doubt. Maybe it'll develop a little bit better. Maybe some seasons that come on it'll be it'll get better. She's suddenly I, gonna be a redhead and hot? Uh, dude, like shit happens. They'll, come on, man. The that. Griswold kids changed like what, eighteen times between three movies? They'll do Scarlett Johansson, they'll do a person swap, and uh, she'll be ready for if they did long. Scarlett Johansson, this movie would literally, or this show would literally become part of my spank bank. <laughs> yeah, especially since, like, she'll have to get naked a lot of times, because Geralt and Triss in the game frequently fornicate. Yeah. Well, see, that's a, the big thing. Remember that this is not based on the game at all whatsoever. It is only based on the book series. Right, but even in the book series, they are very passionate love interests. Well, also, oh, also the game is supposedly comes after the book series. Right, the game is written after the book series. Once the book series ends, the game picks up from there and moves forward, so you get to learn all about Geralt before... Yeah, it's a lot of fun, but yeah, remember, it's not the game. All right, what do you got, Blue? So, it's... If you pay attention, you can tell that there's something wrong with the timeline. Like, I'm not talking about the difference between the game and, and this, but there's there's distinct changes in this timeline. Like you can oh, tell absolutely. like there's like there 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 seems to be something like it seems like where the hell are they now? That doesn't seem like it's the same time, but it's like it's not clearly stated and I wish they had done um, it's something. All, the first few episodes are all flashback and then uh, yeah. Speed up to present, then more flashback. Yeah, I did. I, did. I would have liked them to to make it a little more obvious that it's a flashback because it was like I, I I had questions like is this or is this not? 
Yeah, I, so. I did read that the timeline does jump around in the first season, and that I'm. I mean, shit, I watched all of Lost, so timeline jumps don't bother me that much. I'm just right. didn't want like, to deal with it. By the time you get to the last uh, two or three episodes, you're all sped up on what happened to where they are now. To uh, I believe it's the opening scene of like where Geralt is. It catches up to that. Okay. All right. All right. I'm with you. So why don't they just, for you know, the sake of lengthening the series that they have available... Instead of doing flashbacks, do episodes of the actual flashbacks versus a flashback every episode of the current iteration of the show. No, that's what it is. Like, the whole episode is a flashback. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. It it, it mostly is. There's there's little bits, like in the beginning, you'll see Geralt, and he's in one location, he's doing his thing, and then it goes and it focuses on, like, Yennefer. The games did the same thing. Like, it covers all the main characters where they were at that point in time. Yes. To catch so up to where the first episode starts. And that would make sense in, if you were on like season two or three to kind of give a refresher with flashbacks uh, if there are time gaps missing. But if you're starting a fresh series, the, there shouldn't be you know, flashbacks right off the back. In my opinion, I don't think there should be flashbacks right off the back. They should just do this, the stories going in like that because now you have this play well if they're they're harnessing the spirit of Geralt uh in some of the books as well as the games Geralt's lost his memory a few times so it's like I mean it fits do, do they play it off like that in the in this this story is he hmm. has he lost his memory in the very beginning or is he trying to remember oh yeah okay oh yeah I missed that part what the fuck? How do you miss it? Did you watch the first episode? See, this is why flashbacks to the very beginning of a series that no one knows about isn't always good. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, the first the first one I like didn't really like get that they were doing flashbacks, and then I got into like the second, and I was like, I think they're doing flashbacks, and I was in the third, and I'm like, they're definitely doing flashbacks. <laughs> and then the fourth was like, yep, this has just been painted, and it's just. Right there in front of you. Well, uh, on that note, we have, we've uh, gone over time like we normally have. So let's wrap this shit up, B. Zyber, where can people find you at, man? Uh, you can find me palling around on the GNA Discord, uh, Twitter, Facebook, as well as Zyber Games, uh, Facebook, Discord, Instagram. Nice. What about you, Co? Where can people find you at? You can find me on the GNA Podcast Discord or occasionally on Twitch TV uh, forward slash CSX Experiment. Nice. What about you, Damoc? Where can we find you at, man? Uh, I pretty much exclusively troll the Discord and I play Atlas. So join the Discord so you can link up with me and play Atlas. I'm terrible at the game and I get drunk and make fun of you, but it's worth it. Oh, or hang you. We're, we're the- oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I get hung We're up. on Gorgon's Gaze, and we're called the Butt Pirates of the Par- Caribbean. Yeah, and uh, Damoc, you hung yourself, and I took your skull, then I hung myself. <gasps> so there's two skulls to collect. Blue, where can we find you at, man? Um, well, if, if I'm not busy, if I'm not traveling, if I'm not working on this whole wedding crap or life and... Oh, so we know, can't find you. Shit, you, you. You could find me on our Discord. You you might find me tweeting, um, 
Yeah, it's kind of all gone downhill for me, the social stuff. <laughs> but definitely the GNA Discord, I'm, I'm, I'm there sometimes, maybe. Hi. And I'm Cecil Xavier, your host. You can find me on Cecil vs. Games on Twitter. Uh, Cecil Xavier everywhere else. Ustream, uh, Facebook, Twitch, Mixer, um, all those places. Uh, so if you're looking for me, find me there. Also the Discord chats. I'm in every fucking Discord. Who knows where the hell I am now? If I'm in front of someplace, let me know. I'll join over there. Um, we hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Reviews help people find the show. So if you enjoy listening to us, spread the word. You can find us on places like Google Play Music, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Player FM, Spreaker, MyTuner, Your Listen, uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google. Google's new podcast service. Um, there was one actually uh, Buddha was asking me about. We're on there too, and I forgot the name of it, but we're on there too. Uh, if you can't find us someplace, let us know. We'll upload there. You can check us out on Facebook or Twitter. Just search at GNA Podcast, all one word. You can join the Discord chat. Just see the pinned tweet. We have partnered with Humble Bundle. Hey, Zyber, can you tell us anything about Humble Bundle? Well, uh, Humble Bundle is a game purchasing site, like many other game uh, purchasing sites, just with a twist. Uh, Instead of just buying a game, you have the option to donate the proceeds to a charity. Uh, We personally uh, support Extra Life. Uh, You could help us support Extra Life by putting question mark partner equals GNA podcast at the end of any humble link um, and go down the screen. There's a slider section. Just click that all the way over to our uh, charity. You don't want to give us the bones because we'll just spend it on games for game show night. Can confirm. Um, Other than that, uh, maybe kick some to the developer or uh, humble for having the service. All your help lets them know we sent you there. And our partnership is validated. So, again, that's uh, partner equals GNA podcast, question mark partner equals GNA podcast at the end of your link. And you can help us support uh, Extra Life. And our December total for uh, for our December month was $14.36, which, well, not that bad. We can do better, though. So if you're listening, if you buy games on Steam or for Switch, for that matter, if you buy digital on Switch... You can go over to Humble Bundle. Just put that question mark partner equals GNA podcast at the end. It'll let them know that we sent you. So, uh, yeah, help us help us boost that number up if you're hearing me. Do you like anime? We like anime. Join us every Wednesday night at 1930 Eastern Standard Time at www.cast.gg for Anime Night hosted by Blue Shark 45. Uh, we also do a horror movie night on cast.gg, which is, if you're listening to this, it's probably already happened. But we do a horror movie night every second Saturday of the month. We do a game show night on Mixer, mixer.com forward slash GNA podcast. First Saturday of the month, we do game show night. We play some Jackbox games and give free Steam codes away. Actually, last game show night was really, we had a good turnout. I think I gave away, I think, five or six games. I did not show up. I did not show up whatsoever. (laughs) Nope, you were not there. You were definitely working the entire night. Uh, How do you know that? Uh, because you said you were working. Right, right. That's <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Um, 
Check out our good friends, Josh of all trades at Josh underscore trades. So twitch.tv forward slash Josh underscore trades or three player co-op. Uh, they're a pretty cool podcast too. We love them. We want to thank Morgan and oh, what? And uh, we have a thing of uh, what are we watching for horror movie night? Oh, yeah. Well, you're hearing this and you uh, you probably missed it, but we will be watching Tusk and Brightburn. Brightburn. Didn't we watch Brightburn one night already? Uh, yes, independent of horror movie night. Oh, okay, cool. I'm giving a replay for those that missed it because it was just you and I that were in there. Nice. Very cool. Um, we want to thank Morgan BS Photography for our artwork and logo. Uh, you can check them out at morganbs.com. You can email us at gnapodcast at gnayourdna.one with questions, comments, death threats. We don't care. We'd love to hear from you. Last but not least, check out our website at www.cyberpunk2077 is going to release with no bugs calling it right now, but it'll be a couple bugs, but don't worry about it. We're going to have a lot of goddamn fun. Everybody's going to have a great time playing the game, so order your copy now. Dot com or gnapodcast.com. Sorry, gentlemen, I could not yell. The children are sleeping. I got that. <laughs> Yeah, he doesn't get he doesn't get paid by CD Projekt Red either. Every time he mentions CD uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, it's like uh, uh, um, who's that guy that we used to have uh, hosting? Um, uh, fuck, what's his name? Bob Dole, uh, Shadow Fox. Yeah. That's oh yeah. It. And uh, Nintendo. Nice. Well, gentlemen, thank you for joining me tonight. Have a great evening. Absolutely, brother. Catch y'all. Have a good night. Have a great night. Have a good night. Have a good night.